In a recent interview with Johannes Leroux, founder of Brunners Draft, he told us that Brunners was sold to the owners of their biggest outlet, the Green in Benoni. About seven years ago, Dax Mende, together with Dimitri Seritas, started the Green at the Benoni Country Club. The Green was the first true craft bar on the East Rand. Not only is Brunners a good seller at the Green, it is also a great fit for their live events business, the Green Live, which the partners started together with Etienne Erasmus. The partners recently launched an online platform, Not Cuck, to deliver their latest product, Pinch Hard Seltzer, to customers on the East Rand. My name is Holger Meyer, and this is Drinks World. Welcome to the show, and today's guest is Dex Mende. Dex has been involved uh, in the retail trade, selling craft beer at his at his restaurant since the early days of of the craft beer revolution in South Africa. And I'm very excited to have him here today. Welcome to the show, Dex. Thanks for having me, Holger. It's brilliant to be here. Yeah. So tell us a little bit how this thing started. Do you own the the green? So the Green Craft Bar, um, basically I'm a Benoni boy and um, I've, we, we, got, uh, we started seeing a whole lot of craft beer and tasting at different places, but um, the one big thing on the East Rand was there, were, there was no way to get craft beer basically at all. I mean, you could get a little bit of Jack Black in bottle stores here and there, but um, there wasn't really any place to go and experience it. So um, at the Benoni Country Club, which is our, our country club in Benoni, one of the biggest ones here. Um, there was a, a beautiful rooftop that was empty, and um, myself and my partner Dimitri Sarides, we we decided it would be a good idea to to start a craft bar, <laughs> which in a container. So we we stuck a container at the top, stuck twelve taps in it, um, filled up bridges with about eighty different craft beers, and we were off to the races. We had uh, enough craft beer to to tide us over for a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so you operate under the country club and their licenses or how does that work yeah 100 percent. so so um for all intents and purposes we are uh, we are part of the country club it's it's um okay. yeah the, the green the green is um its own its own little world but um yeah we we run together with the country club which works out quite nicely because um so we were always uh wanted to just do exclusively craft beer. We didn't want to do any any big brands or anything like that. And it, um, in the end, it worked out quite nice because the 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 country club's bar has always been a a SAB sort of bar, um, and that was uh, obviously that's just for golfers. And with us coming there, we we said to the country club that we would bring in uh, people that weren't golfers to the club to experience what the club had to offer in terms of its facilities and and all that sort of thing. And I don't know, country clubs have always been uh, quite um, sort of one of those places where you don't know if you can go there unless you're playing golf or whatever the case. You're like, oh, am I allowed in the country club? And what the Green did was it kind of opened the, the floodgates for for uh, people on the East Rand to come and experience the club, which worked nicely for the club and worked nicely for us. That um, yeah, we we had a, a completely different offering. There was no uh, there was no crossover between us doing SAB and not. Um, and we just purely focused on craft. Okay, and that kind of keeps the two separate, and and you don't fight about who's selling what. Um, where exactly do, right. Yeah. Where does your passion for for craft beer come from? 
Um, I've always loved beer. Uh, it's always been it's always been a um, I'm I'm probably uh, I like enjoying beer. You know, so I'm I'm all about how how nice it is to to try different craft beers. The 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 sort of the conversations that you can have around them and and the whole experience. So um, I wouldn't call myself a a craft beer sort of um, uh, expert by any means. I can't I can't brew. I would probably brew the the worst craft beer on the face of the planet if I tried. But um, I I surely am very good at tasting them. <laughs> so I love I love the the aspect of yeah, or getting around the table. Uh, everybody has different beers, and you sort of you're tasting them, and you're 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 having a good conversation about them. That's what that's what sort of brings me to to the craft beer industry. Yeah. And you've been going for for seven years now. Has has it slowed down, or is it still going strong? No, it's still going strong. I think um, so. The green Benoni is seven years old. Uh, the green Morfantine is um, five years old, and the green Glimbus is four years old. And and all three stores are. Um, have have always been uh, craft focused, and um, no, we've seen we've seen good growth over the over the years that we've been open. I think, um, unfortunately, through COVID and the rest of it, the the amount of breweries has has definitely dwindled a little bit, and the the supply of them. I mean, with the especially with the tap room and and the whole buyout with Devil's Peak, that that definitely uh, hurt the. The, the supply of craft beer sort of far and wide a little bit, but then you have guys like Zwakala and, and, and those guys that have that have kept it going with a nice range, um, which is very good. So, yeah, I think I think for us um, it has grown quite a bit. There's always new guys popping up. It's it's always remained interesting. There was definitely a downturn though during uh, during COVID, which I can understand. It's it was tough during those times to to keep a, a small brewery going. Yeah. And how much of your your sales are draft, or is it all draft, or do you also keep bottles? Yes, yeah, so so basically we've got um, twelve taps in the bars, okay. uh, which some of them are are solid taps where we don't change around a lot. Like um, at at all the greens, I think you'll see Mad Giant is like a one of our, our biggest sellers, and and they've been on tap for for as long as I can remember. Um, as well as Brunas, which is obviously not a beer, but uh, we can get onto that later. But yeah, and then what we've tried to do then in the fridges is keep uh, between, I'd say between the stores, it's, it ranges from a, a, between 40 and 80 different beers in the fridges. So most of our volume is definitely on tap, but then um, yeah, the bottles make it really interesting because you can you can then have a little try of, of different things. Mm. Okay, that yeah. but that makes it quite a good destination. That's a good number of different beers. Yeah, for sure. I think I think now at the moment um, it has been it has been cut down a little bit um, because of of supply of the beers. Um, it's always tough to to do menus and then and then um, to say no, we out of stock of this or out of stock of that. So so it's it's probably down to about a, a range of about forty beers at the moment, which is still pretty good. You know, it takes a while to get through forty beers. Yeah. And your 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 background wasn't hospitality, but it seems like you've you've embraced it. You've also started li- live events. Yeah, so um, I've I've always yeah I've always been quite a social person, so it, it suits me um, on the on the side of um, firstly with the bars, but then yeah we we sort of obviously with beer fest were were a massive thing. Uh, as you know, like probably five years ago, yeah. and um, we decided, okay, well, this is another another area where 
the Easter Rand is sorely lacking. There's there's zero beer fest. So we we started. Uh, the, it was first the the green uh, beer fest, and now it's it's morphed into the Benoni beer and gin fest. Obviously, with um, the amount of gins and and having a little bit of uh, something different. So, uh, which is growing quite amazingly. Yeah, we sort of um, when we had the last one in 2019, uh, it was with Matthew Mole, and we had. Um, over five and a half thousand people at that fest, which was um, a huge success. So uh, normally with those, we we pick about ten breweries, um, some quite well known, and then some um, smaller breweries, and we try to get uh, guys like uh, Untamed, which are uh, Benoni uh, Benoni Brewery. We try to bring guys like that in, like we'll have um, a Piwe come through uh, from Tolokazi and, and that sort of thing, just to um, get get people. Uh, sort of known for those beers, but we we try we don't try to have a, a hundred different breweries. We want people to try everybody and then try all the varieties at that mm. at the brewery. So, yeah, it's 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 turned into something really fun. I think um, people look forward to it every year. Well, we haven't been able to have it for three years, but um, yeah, we're looking forward to this year. Okay, so it's on again this year. Yeah, normally, so us and Capital Craft Beer Fest run about the same time. So we always a week or two before them. So we the first week of June on the 4th of June and I think Capital Craft is a couple of weeks later on the 18th. Yeah. I've been to the Capital Craft Festival and for me that is certainly one of the highlights of, of the calendar. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, they they are probably the, the biggest and the best. Um, and then it's some like Clarence and then we fit, I, I, we'd probably be top five, eh? I would say. Okay. Um, after being to after being to Cape Town and and all of the rest of them, I think I think we'd definitely be in that that top five range on beer fest, which is which is exciting. I mean, you know, to do something in Benoni and, and have that kind of pull into the craft beer industry is 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 good fun. Yeah, and do you also support uh, some of the imports, or is it just local? Um, uh, it's it's mainly local, but okay. um, we do. We do have a really good uh, relationship with Philip from Belgium. Um, yes. So we 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 normally always have Philip uh, at the beer fest, which is um, yeah, it's, it's it is really nice to have uh, the Belgian beers on tap. Um, it's, it's just that a little bit something special, which is yeah, great. Which you don't and mm. you wouldn't normally splash out on those beers, but yeah, I also exactly. I also really like Philip and and his range of beers. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the natural thing is obviously to, to start your own brands. It looks like you've you've gone that route as well. Yeah, for sure. I think um, for us, obviously, we've uh, so um, I can talk for my my partner Dimitri here. He's he's very keen in the technicalities of of brewing and and actually doing doing something like that. But we we kind of decided uh, on the the brewing side that we wouldn't we wouldn't get involved. Um, in beer specifically because of, um, well, first of all, we've got such a great brewer in Evan from Mad Giant on our doorstep that um, uh, to try and, and sort of compete with some of these guys is is, is very difficult because of the, the quality that's coming out of these breweries. But um, And also in the end, it's, um, it is a quite a big investment to get something going that's, that's going to have longevity. So we decided to, to keep on the, the drinks range. Um, and and through that we we had a long negotiation with Johannes, uh, who is now Duchess, um, who who started Brunners on on taking over the Brunners brand, which um, we were able to do last year August, and uh, that's been that's been very fun. So that's one of them. 
Okay. That, yeah, that's exciting. I mean, we've had Johannes on the show, and mm. um, obviously he was the one that <laughs> that introduced us oh, to you. But um, mm. yeah, that's a very exciting brand, and and I'm I'm glad that it that it's found a new home. Tell us a little bit about that journey of of Bronner's. You've had it on tap for for a while, and uh, and it's worked in your kind of your area. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a very, it was sort of a, a surprise as well as with all of all good things, I suppose, is that um, uh, the guys from Taproom, uh, Liam and Dylan, came to us and they said, well, "Why don't you guys try this brandy and and cola on tap?" Um, and we kind of said to them, uh, "You must be crazy. We're in Benoni. We're gonna have fights all weekend. There's, there's no <laughs> way." <laughs> and Liam Liam said, no, 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 you've got to try it. The guy that started it, he's such a lacquer oak, and it's a very good product, and and um, give it a whirl. So we did, and um, yeah, it, it went off like gangbusters right off the bat. It was, it was we were doing at the Green Benoni, um, when we started out, we were doing about 500 liters a week, um, <laughs> which was, which was crazy, but um, it, it sort of fitted in really nicely in the sense that after you have, um, and, and we support responsible drinking, all these people would have been uh, Ubering home, is that <laughs> after like two or three drafts, um, sometimes you want a, something a little bit sweeter, and that's exactly where Brunner sort of fitted in. It's, 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 it's that um, after a couple of beers drink, and then, then obviously we got... Uh, quite a big following, a, a loyal following of of Brunner's drinkers at the Green. So, yeah, we've we've had the product for for a really long time since it started out, and um, yeah, we've we've always had a real soft spot for it. So, when when Johanna started to do really good things with Duchess, and and um, a lot of the focus was was on that side, we we saw uh, the Brunner's uh, Brunner's as a brand was taking a little bit of a backseat, and and we kind of thought. Yes, we could really push on with this if we if we were able to to take it over, and that's that's kind of negotiation was was fairly long, couple of years, but um, in the end, um, we did take it over from Johannes, and and we've been we've been going with that ever since. Okay, um, and what are your plans with with Brunners now? Is it now exclusively at your at your stores, or what are the plans? No, so. Yeah, so Brunus as a Brunus as a as a company is a completely separate company. Okay. The green. So, um, yeah. So it's it's now we are in the the uh, production and distribution game when it comes to um, with a a craft product. It's it's sort of it falls it's a it falls in an interesting space because it, it is only on tap. Um, we would like to change that by by canning it at a later stage, but. Um, it's only on tap, and uh, even though it uses KWV three-year-old, which is uh, obviously very well known as a as a brandy product, which I think you need to you need to use a quality brandy. Um, the cola is is built from the ground up. It's it's our own unique recipe. It's not we're not trying to be brandy and coke. We're trying to we're trying to have our own distinct sort of flavor. So um, the way that I can uh, explain it in my best sort of uh, English brandy drinking terms is that it's kind of like a brandy slash puppy that's that's kind of <laughs> what it is to me <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah it's i mean for me that the branding is just i, I love the name brannas and that you that uh, you were able or Hannes, johannes was able to kind of take that 
slang word and created into a brand. When when um, when I met Johannes or when I heard about his brand, I tried to get the guys from Capital Craft to stock it at their festival. Um, yeah. And uh, I got a and I got the impression that they thought it would completely distract all the beer drinkers and just get everybody <laughs> to drink Brunners. And <laughs> so I got a bit of resistance there. Well, look, we we sort of um, and and shout out to Johan and the guys from Capital Craft. It's uh, it's we we trying our best to try get around <laughs> at anything Capital Craft, but they. There definitely is a little bit of resistance to the to the brand, which is uh, understandable. I think I, I had the same sort of resistance, but I think um, once once they let us try, they'll find that uh, Brunner's drinkers are actually um, completely the opposite of your normal brandy and Coke drinker. They're very like uh, friendly people. <laughs> with your live events company, you also get involved with the guys from Capital Craft in some of the events. Yeah, so it's sort of a, a little bit of a. Um, a via via through the grapevine kind of relationship, I suppose. We we've um, we've always looked up to the guys from Capital yeah. Craft, and uh, we've always uh, like their their bar was the probably the original like pure craft bar. So so when we um, when we met them when we were starting, I think we met them in our first year of starting the green because um, you kind of a small industry, you kind of get to know everybody. But um, we've always uh, had a good friendship with them, which is which is very lacquer. But yeah. Through our, our partner in Brunas, Etienne Erasmus. Um, so it's a little bit different from the green. It's the same two partners, myself, Dimitri Cerides, and, and Etienne came on board. And Etienne, he runs a uh, production, event production company. Um, and we started the live events with him in Benoni, and that's kind of morphed into the relationship with Brunas. And then apart from that, he's, he's also got a partnership with. The guys from Capital Craft in a in a festival called uh, Millie Pop, which is in Lothe and Pumalanga every year. Love that name. <laughs> yeah, it's a. I mean, it's a, the most brilliant festival. It was just this past weekend, and it was um, yeah, a hell of a lot of fun. It's a, it's the most beautiful festival I've ever been to. Um, and then you you in the process of launching some more products. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, yeah, so um, we we kind of jumped onto the whole hard seltzer um, uh, craze fairly early, but we were we've been focused on the East Rand only. Um, okay. uh, to be honest, with the with the the hard seltzer, just in terms of um, and anybody that's that starts out with this sort of stuff will know that the the investment in the new products is um, fairly hefty. So uh, we decided let's let's get involved but let's let's dip our toes in first and and see how it grows from there and, um the product is called pinch um pinch as in it's got a pinch of flavor a pinch of alcohol and a pinch of carbs <laughs> um which is which is basically what hard seltzer is all about it's um uh, and anybody that doesn't know what the product is it's it's uh in the end it's um lightly flavored spiked well not spiked lightly flavored uh, alcoholic sparkling water yeah, I think that I think there was one product called Spike that got into a lot of well, uh, that got fairly bad press because of the name. So yeah. not spiked. <laughs> not spiked, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but that's yeah, that's been fairly interesting. It's um, I, as a beer drinker, I thought to myself, um, Dimitri, my partner, he's he's very much uh, he he really likes the hard seltzer side because um, unfortunately the beer goes straight to 
straight to his love handles. But um, so he really wanted to do the hard seltzer for that reason. And I was always, I always thought, oh, no man, why would you want to drink uh, alcoholic sparkling water? I mean, I, I don't see the point. Um, but it has been quite surprising. There's um, there's something really nice about like when it's really hot on a, it's got its place when it's really hot on an afternoon and you have one of those it is actually quite refreshing as well. <laughs> okay and you then market that to the to the trade to the bottle stores or is it just similar outlets yeah yeah specific bottle stores on the east rand um so it's available at sort of four or five different bottle stores okay. on the east rand and then and then online on our on our sort of online store which is uh not cut yeah funny it's um yeah we we kind of thought and we, it hasn't been launched for very long but what we what we found was that um a lot of the retailers on the east rand are selling craft products at like really sort of um inflated prices like quite high so so people would drink um say their favorite devil's peak or whatever the case is at oh, sorry about the dogs at um, the green, and then when they wanted to go and, and buy it, um, they would just find that it's it's really expensive in the bottle store. So we started not cut just in the in the sense of um, putting uh, specific products, not not all the products, but putting a variety of products on the site that people could then order and have delivered to their homes um, at at not crazy um, craft prices. Because I think uh, as as everybody would find out, it's it's kind of um, I think retailers feel they can charge a, a super high premium on craft because, um, well, that's just kind of what the industry has done, which which we feel, I mean, craft should be it for everybody. I mean, when the breweries are charging um, really good prices to the retailers, there's no there's no reason for the retailers to, to double up on that pricing and sell it to the to a consumer. I mean, you should be able to get it for, for just over the price of a case of Castle Light or whatever the case is. And the big question, has it has it worked or was it just something that you tried during lockdown? Are you getting no, it's some traction? Okay. Yeah, it's worked quite nicely. We do have um it's not I mean, I wouldn't say it's it's completely uh, gangbusters, but um yeah, it's it's worked nicely. We've got we we fulfill about uh, between twenty and thirty orders a week, I'd okay. say. And that's all yeah, stuff that yeah. you're keeping in any case, so it's not something that you have to to run on the side it just fits nicely into yeah. your your retail yeah, business exactly. okay exactly yeah 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 i think for us a, a, a huge a huge part of this whole thing and and what's been fun about um the especially the craft beer industry is that it is um there's a lot of uh sort of education um and and a lot of fun things to to try out so we've we've always we've always kind of taking that on board like a part of what the green does is it's not only a bar where you get a sit and drink it's also a little bit of an educational trip you know you're, you're figuring out different beer styles and um yeah you you want to you want to try something different and same with not cuck so you're able to 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 buy beers and not not be charged i mean you, you don't want to buy a case for, for 700 bucks and then maybe you don't like the beers and then mm. you're stuck with that case so it's it's kind of one of those things where you can try our beers at the green, and then you can order a case online for for a good price, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, tell us the so that you've you've got two more outlets, and they you say they are franchises. Who holds who's your franchisee? Is it the the country club or is it um, outsiders? 
No, it's individuals. So okay. we've always we've always believed in owner operated stores. It's just um they run the best uh, that way. Um, and I think the the country clubs have got enough on their plate um, uh, to 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 run another bar. So yeah, they are individuals that own mm. them, and uh, yeah, you can you can grab them at the at the different greens. Okay, <laughs> and I mean I've seen the trend of outsourcing the country club, even the the whole um, hospitality section. Um, is that do you think that's a trend that will continue? Yeah, I think so. I think um, the the clubs are all run on on different sort of bases. So, like for for example, uh, the Benoni Country Club has got a kind of like a, a CEO, so like a somebody that that takes up the reins and is is paid a salary to run the club and the committee. Um, they they sit in uh, with board meetings and they they just make sure that the the running of the club is 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 going along correctly. But they they the CEO has got the say in, in what mm. happens at the club and he's able to to put a management team in place and the rest of it. So like that that is a model that Benoni Country Club has run really well. Um and and um within that model they've been uh, able to bring say the green on board, which is a completely different thing. So not their catering. And then they've also just um uh, put another uh, Italian restaurant in which is also individually owned. So they're able to do something like that. And then, um, yeah, other clubs are committee-run clubs. Mm. So, um, which is, uh, I would say, a um, a less effective way of running the club. But I think a lot of the committee-run clubs um, would have that outsourcing happening because um, you you obviously the committee is made up of of people in in private practice and and lawyers and accountants and and uh, plumbers and whatever the case is. So. A lot of the time, those those guys don't have any experience in the in the catering industry, and um, you can bring on a good catering manager. But in the end, you need to be able to to understand exactly how uh, how that how that works. So, mm. I think it becomes attractive for those clubs then to bring on um, an outside caterer just to to run that for them, and then they don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Okay. So I'd say, yeah, you you would. I, I think you'll see that at a at a lot of different clubs. But I think um, for the most part, I I would say uh, what I've seen work the best is a um, a kind of a normal structure in a club where you have a CEO and and they run the club. Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting it's an interesting business. It is. Um, there's a lot going on at these these clubs with memberships and and how the club runs. Is there's, there's uh, loads of of intricate in and outs with them. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see that there's enough feet or that you bring in enough feet that it uh, becomes a viable business on top of an existing business. Yeah, 100%. I think that was the, for us that um, the club and all the clubs that have opened a green, their, their main worry was, oh, why, why would we have a bar here that competes with our bar? Um, that doesn't sound like it's going to work, you know? Um, mm. So the the initial sort of um, the initial conversation with Benoni Country Club, and we were lucky they were so open minded about it. Was we said, look, we aren't um, we aren't here for your members, right? So you have a you have your members bar, and that's um, we we won't make a um, we well we don't feel like we'll make any sort of impact on that bar. Um, we're actually going to bring more feet to the club, so. By having the green craft bar here, it creates a bit of excitement. The 
younger people will join the club, thereby you will have more people in your members bar. And then also, look, in the end, if somebody wants really wants Castle Light Draft and they do not want to try any other thing, um, we have no issue with them getting a Castle Light Draft from next door, you know. So it is it is one of those um, a little bit of a, a, a working relationship mm. that we have with the club, you know. Okay, and where can people find out more about you? Have you got a website? Um, yeah, so uh, the green.co.za is our website for the bars. Um, and then uh, greenlive.co.za is the website for the live events. And then pranas.co.za is obviously pranas's uh, website. Okay. And then all the notcuck.co.za is obviously just a the, the little bit of a retail facing. And then uh, there's a little bit more information on pinch on there. Okay. But then, uh, as you know, like social media is a, is a great one. So Facebook has got all... Uh, all of those different um, the bars as well as the the products on there on Facebook. Yeah, Dex, thanks for taking the time to share your story with us, and especially after that big festival. Um, and um, yeah, it's certainly exciting, and I look forward to hearing more about what you achieve with with um, Branas and Pins, and hopefully we see a few more outlets of uh, the green soon. Yeah, thank you very much, Holger. Yeah, thank you for doing what you do as well and, and bringing a little bit of insight and like to the the industry. It's um, it's a exciting industry, and I think um, it needs it needs more people interested and engaged with it. I mean, it's um, it it is very fun to be involved with. So thank you as well. Thank you for listening to our stories here online. In the show notes, you will also find a link where you can subscribe to become part of our community and be notified when we upload our latest content.